We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody and welcome back to another hey, hey. episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my co-host Daniel Kuzer. It's not a victory pod this week because there was no Sporting KC game, so it's like a bye week, I guess. Well, for unless pods. you're a U.S. Men's National Team fan, we can call it that's a victory true. pod. That's true. It's a U.S. victory pod, and we had Buzio who made his debut. Almost wild the crowd. We'll talk about it. So, uh, but uh, Dan, how is it going for you, dude? On uh, my neck of the woods, uh, things are good, man. Things are good. The Gold Cup is off to uh, off to a start, and uh, <laughs> we got we got things to talk about there. It's weird having this long break. You know, I'm excited mm-hmm. to get back into action, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe we won't have a whole lot to talk about today. Just kidding. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> that never happens. About. Yeah, there was a, originally there was supposed to be an SKC versus Austin FC game, uh, but that got rescheduled because yeah. Children's Mercy Park is holding hosting uh, the Gold Cup. So, you know, no sporting game for uh, until next Wednesday. And but that's, that's okay, okay, man. A lot of midweek games coming at us as well uh, throughout the rest of the season. So this month of July is nuts, dude. If you guys mm-hmm. have been going, if you guys are planning to go to these Gold Cup games and then turn around and start going to SKC games again, Good Lord, I might as well just call that place my second home. You know what I mean? Rent a cot, put it down there in the in the Shield Club. Yeah, it's kind of insane. I was thinking like, I was like, okay, I'll be there three times in eight days. And then like, oh no, I'll be there four times in 11 days. Yeah. That's just bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, a lot easier when you lived a lot closer to Children's Mercy Park. It was. I don't mind the drive. <laughs> I mean, Olathe is kind of 20 minutes from just about yeah. everything, really. That's true. Especially vegan spots, man. Olathe ain't got nothing. What's that about? Yeah. I don't know. Talk to your city council people. Don't they have something to do with that? <laughs> your vegan? Don't you have a vegan uh, well, board? There's no vegan board. You'd, you'd want to uh, talk to the uh, the planning commission. That. Get them to bring more restaurants in. So vegan planning commission. I could I could create one. <laughs> I could be the head. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, I'm I'm in uh, Los Angeles right now recording this. Oh. Um, I'm out of town, and uh, there's plenty of vegan spots in LA. So there's tons, man. There's yeah. so many good ones. Culver City, we ate at a place like twice up yeah. there. A little brunch it is, spot. It is interesting though. We went to brunch earlier today and uh it was kind of funny. There there was a a dish that I wanted to order that was like 
you know, chips and beans. It was like a, a Mexican style breakfast, the chilaquiles, as they call mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny that this is the first time I've seen this at a restaurant in LA because normally restaurants in LA are very good about like, oh, if you want the vegan option or the vegetarian option, like, you know, instead of the chicken tinga, we can do like the cauliflower or tofu tinga or whatnot. This restaurant, it was, uh, I think it was a little big for its britches and a little pretentious because you walk in and the first sign that we saw, it said, as a matter of restaurant policy, we do not serve syrup. And it's like, okay, so just they're morally opposed to syrup, I guess. And then two, yeah. on the on the dish that I was ordering, it was like, we believe that the flavor of this dish comes from the chicken. So if you choose to order it without the chicken, then we will not refund your meal if you don't think there's enough flavor in it. I was like, let's sounds like they've had that, <laughs> con- that uh, conflict a few times. Yeah. What in the world? I was just like, it's so funny. They're just like, very like, we don't do syrup. We will not refund you if you don't like this because you did this. We, but I was like, let's pump. That's trash. <laughs> the closest thing I saw to that was in, in Denver one time. It was just this small burger shop and it's all, all vegan. And it just said like, there was a sign that said, everything is vegan, no exceptions. Yeah. And I was like, that makes sense because there are other places that are like that. You know what I mean? They don't have options to change it up for you. So why should this place change it up for other people? You know? Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's a war out here, man. It's a, it's a freaking war. (laughs) It's a war for the vegans. Oh, we're trying. My, my dog's going nuts right now. I don't know if you hear this. He's it's mad. Crazy. He's mad that LA doesn't have better vegan options where I've been going. Dude, this is what I'm stuck with during the day. I don't know when I'm going to go back to the office, but uh, this is what I'm stuck with <laughs> all day, every day. It's okay. I mean, look, you've I've heard podcasts that are like ESPN podcast, professional podcast, and they're all uh, on Zoom. They're doing it. They got dogs barking in the background. And my favorite is when like I'll be listening to an ESPN podcast. And it's happened to us where you're doing an interview and Zoom decides to like cut out and there's nothing mm-hmm. you can do about it as it's happening. You just got to roll with it. But it, it makes me feel a little bit better. I'm like, even ESPN, worldwide leader, dealing with the same Wi-Fi connection issues. That's true. That's interesting. So, I never thought but, about um, that. We We're had, more professional than them though, man. We're more professional. We do. We had a magazine reach out to us and wants to interview us. So Hey, I'm down, thing. dude. That's I'll put on my, uh, my best clothes. I assume we'll sit down and do like a virtual thing. I don't yeah. have much uh, uh, say in that. We'll start. Starting to think I should go close my living room windows. <laughs> Actually, maybe I should have done that. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. But, you know, we've been asking people to do uh, uh, five-star ratings and reviews because we've been trying yes. to push to get over 200 ratings. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary friends, I am happy to announce we made it that we have surpassed 200 ratings and we got a new review that we are going to read we did man we did great pod with a cool new look all right uh this person might be bragging about himself i don't know <laughs> but uh william geddes man we know he created our logo uh he said hopefully this is the 200th review for no other pod the premier skc podcast Dan and Jimmy are great, good insight and knowledge coupled with the funny informality as if it's just a couple of friends chatting about their team, making for a great listen. Five stars isn't enough. If I could, I would give more stars. Love the new look. Congrats. And I don't know if he was a 200th uh, uh, rating, but there we have 201 now. Let's do it. 201, man. We're rolling. We're a 4.9 out of five. That drives me nuts. I'm like, can we just <laughs> round it up? What is this about? Now we're on the march to 300 reviews. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, I know you're about to do this Manscaped read. And when you do, I'm going downstairs to close my living room windows. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan mentioned it. Y'all know we are huge 
fans of Manscaped. And uh, summer's coming. And are you are you ready to unveil your beach pod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right? The 4.0. Compliment your dad bod or your six pack or whatever it is that you're rocking with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. So join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer with 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using promo code no other pod. That's all one word, no other pod. It's time to bundle up with Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer for all those pesky ear and nose hairs, the crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. It is the goat of ball trimmers. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade technology to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has that 7,000 RPM motor and a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn on the 4,000K LED spotlight when you need it for a more precise shave. And of course, it's waterproof. It wouldn't be a Manscaped lawnmower if it wasn't waterproof. So whether you're in the shower or in the wild, from your chest all the way down, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Want to take your further your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes that weed whacker I mentioned. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor with 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology. That means you're not getting it anywhere else, and it helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate ear and nose holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. Before heading outside, use the Crop Preserver Ball deodorant to keep you and your game keep you on your game in the heat then after trimming and whacking the weeds give your beach balls a boost and use the crop reviver manscaped even threw in those two free gifts the manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag all part of the performance package 4.0 so bring your comfort and boxers to another level get 20 percent off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using promo code no other pod that's 20 percent off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using Promo code no other pod. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Shine bright, man. Shine bright. Shine I was bright. almost late recording this podcast because <laughs> I was doing my own. I was getting fresh for you, buddy. Oh, there you go. It's a live <laughs> review for you right there. There you go. So uh, you know, this is uh like we said, there's no sporting KC game this week, but there was a U.S. men's national team game, and this game occurred at Children's I would Mercy argue, Park. I would argue that everyone who is a sporting fan is probably a Busio fan, ergo is probably a USMNT fan this yeah, week. Yeah, if, you are, uh, if you're a sporting KC fan, you are absolutely paying attention to the U.S. men's national team game. It was uh, not only because it was at Children's Mercy Park, but because it was Gianluca Busio's first international call-up. And though he did not make it into the starting lineup, he did check into the game and have some pretty significant contributions. Dude, it was insane. I, you know, you didn't get the chance to to be out there, but I, I did attend the games, and uh, it was, 
I've never heard anyone any I've never heard this fan base react to any player like they did. I mean, they were chanting Busio's name during warmups. They were chanting his name uh, when they were just, you know, the subs were warming up at the towards the end of halftime. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Bert Halter's not going to make a sub at halftime. That's kind of silly. This isn't a friendly or anything like that. Then Busio comes in in like the 60th minute and everyone's going nuts, dude. And every time he touched the ball in this match, everyone lost their mind. It was almost similar to like in basketball, if someone airballs and then every time they touch the ball, the crowd yells airball and chants yeah. it every time. That's how these, that's how we all reacted. It was so crazy. I've yeah. never seen this. The kid's 19, man. It's crazy. I was just reading, you know, goal.com put up a, a, a pretty good overview of Buzio and his U.S. men's national team debut. And there's a lot of quotes from Peter Vermees in there. You know, they call him the American Andrea Pirlo, which is what some high praise. Jesus. So, um, but it's, it, it, it talked about how like, you know, he went jogging from the reserve area to the bench. And the second the stadium saw it, it was just like, here it comes eruption. Um, and, you know, I think I get why, Greg Berhalter didn't start him. I, I, I bet Buzio starts in the next game, but I get why he didn't start him since it was his first appearance, even though it's, it's his home stadium. In a lot of ways, that eases the pressure, but I also wouldn't be surprised if that sort of ratchets it up a little bit because you're he'll in front start. of 19,000 people. Yeah, I mean, he'll st- – well, that's – yeah, not 19,000 people, bro. That's a whole other question, the attendance in this game. It was oh. – not great. Uh, not expected for a potential World Cup hosting city. It's kind of scary, to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah, he'll start if he's not knocked like like crazy. Like, he, he might be hurt. Like, he was getting fouled in phenomenal fashion. I don't know if the kid has the body. And, and I say kid loosely, 19, he's an adult, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he's got the body for CONCACAF right now, dude, because it's a, <laughs> it's a tough – it's a tough federation. Like they beat each other up and the first game, dude, well, the Canada game, mm-hmm. uh, the referee was throwing out yellows. There was a combined 37 fouls That's and probably wild. like 10 yellow cards. I was like, wild. this is, this is WWE out here. This is nuts. I'm well, enjoying myself. <laughs> and you know, I mean, it's not just limited to those two games. I mean, many people saw the injury that Irving Lozano got the, the Mexican national team winger where he, mm-hmm. I mean, he could have been paralyzed. It's a miracle yeah. he's not. He took a knee to the side of the head that bent his neck back. He wasn't moving on the field for a bit. I was sitting there watching that on TV, and I was like, I hope he's alive. Um, and, it's, a, know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, he, it's just CONCACAF in general is a very physical uh, league, I guess you could say, full of the only way to put it is shithousery. Uh, just by all teams. And it's not limited to any one team. It's not just a Mexico yeah. thing. It's not just a, 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 a Central American thing. Like the U.S. does it too. It's just, I don't think the U.S. Uh, does it as much as they need to to survive. I think they ought to pick it up because Busio's <laughs> maybe the smallest guy out there. And if he gets hit, he goes down and might get hurt, like seriously injured. And what's that do to your potential uh, transfer this summer? You know, That's true. I mean, this is... I do. So this is something to keep an eye on. And we'll talk more about this in a little bit because people keep asking us questions. But, you know, there are rumors about whether the transfer is done, almost done, you know, going to be done soon or whatnot. 
it's pretty clear a transfer is happening. He might not ever play for Sporting KC again at this point. People are um, kind of counting on that, like yeah. assuming that. I don't know that there's enough time in the Gold Cup where it's going to suddenly drive up his valuation, but it's possible if Buzio comes and balls out for the next couple of games, then even though there's rumors of a $7 million sale to Venezia that we'll talk about here in a little bit, what would stop a team, you know, like another Serie A team or some of the Belgian teams that, that are rumored to be interested to come in and be like, you know, okay, we, we thought maybe 7 million was a little bit high for us, but the way he's been playing, maybe we'll throw eight in there or nine or whatnot. You know, it's, it's a crazy time to be a sporting KC fan and there's going to be some change that comes and change is always difficult, but overall, I think this will be a good thing for Buzio for sporting KC and probably for MLS. So. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's expected right now at this point. And it's like, just rip the bandaid off. You know what I mean? Just, just tell us what's going on. Yeah. It's, um, you know, as you said, Buzio checked in, in, in the 62nd minute, um, he played 28 minutes. Um, he had a passing percentage of 90.3. Um, yeah. you know, he had his one, his shot and, you know, he didn't get on the scoreboard, but in the 75th minute, he had a gorgeous little outlet pass um, down the left side, which again, from the number six position, that's sort of his strength. This passing is, is phenomenal. Uh, there was a cross into the box by the U.S. team. Try to get cleared out uh, from by Haiti. Couldn't really do it. Buzio gets the ball at the top of the box and fires a rocket on target first time. And Really, this was just a reaction save from the Haiti goalkeeper, and it was a fantastic one because this would have been potentially a career highlight over Buzio's entire U.S. men's national team career because that would have been a world-class goal had he put that one in the back of the net. Yeah, man, that was quite the half volley. Uh, when he struck, when he struck that, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And but similarly, I was super impressed by the Haitian goalkeeper. Um, and there were some Haiti fans like sitting nearby, which I was like, this is cool, man. Like international soccer. It's so cool to see fans of not USA and not Mexico. Like those are the two main fans I think of when coming to Kansas city. So when I see people with a Haitian flag and they're there with their family, I'm just like, that's so cool. And they were cheering for that goalkeeper in that moment. And I just focused on that pod. I was like, cause that's a very, that that's a more, that's a greater moment that save is than Busio's blocked shot you know what I mean yeah yeah no I totally get you it is one of the things I remember when the U.S. men's national team was uh was here for the gold cup whatever it was two four years ago children's mercy park has hosted the gold cup relatively often and I remember going to some games and and you're right when when Mexico plays you expect to see a bunch of Mexico fans obviously when the U.S. plays you expect to see a lot of U.S. men's national team fans but I remember Honduras like there were huge Honduras crowds that showed up uh Panama fans El Salvador like mm-hmm. it's just really cool and you and you remember how many different people live in the Kansas City metro from all over and it, or maybe it, they traveled cool. too or they traveled yeah yeah um it's just it's cool to see people from all over cheering on their their different you know national teams so. well you you said you saw highlights and you didn't really i mean you didn't see the whole game but you definitely saw the crowd mm-hmm. i think the final total was close to twelve thousand. maybe what are your thoughts on hosting a world cup situation here man 
Yeah, it's, I mean, this was an opportunity. It's kind of weird. So, you know, KC 2026 just released this new um, mural downtown that says we want the World Cup and they're really big banner sporting KC's. Yeah, banner, I guess, not a mural. Um, Sporting KC's pushing it and they're really, really pushing. um, And from a geographic standpoint, it makes sense because there aren't a lot of Midwestern cities that are really still in the running. Um, You know, I think there's some Texas team or Texas cities, um, but that, know, in the middle that of the banner's country, crazy the banner it's like the le- it's like the length of a basketball court right so i think logistically from that standpoint it makes sense to pick kansas city as a host city now the question is how much stock do they put in these gold cup crowds and that's that's a a, a reasonable question part of it is you know we're coming out of a pandemic so i think that'll certainly be an excuse if you want to call mm-hmm. it that that the kansas city world cup selection committee or whatever they are uses but I mean, I don't know. Um, well, they hyped it up like it's a big deal. Like, hey, get out there, show the World Cup committee why we need it here. And, you know, I hear a lot of people like, hey, tickets were expensive. And it's like, hold on. First of all, it was a Sunday. If you yeah. can't get people to go out on that day, you're not getting people out this Thursday. No. And you're not getting people out next Sunday. They even had like a half price ticket package, yeah. which sucked for people like me and many others that already bought tickets. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. But even that wasn't enough to pack this place. I mean, the cauldron was very scarce and uh, the West stand was scarce. It it was a, it was different, man. And I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I hear a lot of other people being negative and be like, Oh, relax. Tickets were too expensive. And it's like, but that's just what it is, man. They've always been expensive. They've always, yeah. U.S. soccer doesn't do a great job with making their tickets more accessible, but yeah newsflash world cup tickets aren't going to be any cheaper yeah i mean it could be worse you want to you want to go live somewhere else where everything's more expensive (laughs) i mean just be happy you live here and the cost of living's much lower to say that you go to mlsauctions.com my friend and they're auctioning off all those juneteenth jerseys Mm -hmm. go look at some of the other team's jerseys nani going for like eighteen hundred dollars yeah I think Alan Polito wasn't even much over 300 and he's yeah. arguably our top international, you know, yeah. Busio's at like 700. Yeah. Yeah. Busio makes sense. Cause you know, with all the hype around him going to Italy and sure. homegrown and all that, but that was a humble drop, by the way. I, I, I bought a couple of those. You did. Yeah. There you I go. did my friend. There yeah. you go. Um, I don't know. I just, I still think Kansas city has a pretty good chance because the plan with Arrowhead Stadium and mm-hmm. you know that and it's the World Cup and I, I'm gonna be honest I wasn't paying attention so I don't know like in Arlington Texas where Mexico played did they fill Jerry World there I don't think they probably did no so I don't think so you know I don't know that's a um, huge stadium it, I mean yeah it's like four times bigger than Children's Mercy Park but no doubt um I just I don't know I, I hope that Kansas City can be a host site. I'd like to see people show up. But at yeah. the same time, you know, U.S. soccer has not historically done a good job of making tickets access- accessible and marketing their tickets in a way that makes sense or really being an inclusive uh, organization. So, yeah, for sure. I, I will say this, though. When the team took the field, they were so appreciative for us all to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
the sporting players don't even show that much appreciation when we're there. Cause it's, it's an everyday thing. It's not new. It's not a new stadium. It's not different, but they were, they were so appreciative, man. The coaches were like this getting everybody loud. I was like, yeah. I'm excited. Now yeah. these guys are happy to see us, you know? Yeah. It's fun. I, I I'm, I'm hoping to get out to the, the games coming up, but we'll, we'll see. Um, it was really interesting just like reading some of the reactions to Buzio's debut because uh, generally, in terms of media, he had uh, very positive reviews. Um, you know, like I said, he might be uh, he might be a starter coming up. This goal.com article article says, you know, in his debut, he's shown instantly stepping on the field and looking a class above even some of his more experienced teammates, which I think is probably true because even you were saying it was kind of a boring game. Yeah, it was pretty it's pretty slow, man. The goal happened way too early and then the rest of the game was meh. Yeah, the US men's national team won, but sure. You expect a victory over Haiti. That's not a question. <laughs> yes, and also I had heard that Haiti is actually better than their rank shows. Yeah. Like they're actually a better team and and it showed that they had some quick guys, some strong guys. Their number 9 looked like a freaking linebacker. I mean, his quads were busting out of his shorts. <laughs> yeah. It was weird, man. Yeah. Uh, there, there are some quotes in this article from Peter Vermees, and, and this is, I think, where they got the American parallel type thing because Peter's made this comparison once or twice before, but, uh, you know, Peter's talking about um, how he plays him at the six, and he says, you know, the one thing he can do at the six is he has an incredible engine. He's dynamic and has athleticism. He's incredibly good on the ball. You know how Pirlo was a deep-lying playmaker? He has those qualities in him at the same time. He's got a pop from distance. Uh, so, you know, Peter's talking about his progression and one versus one defending is astounding. So Peter's the one who's like, this 19-year-old, he could be the the next Andrea Pirlo. And yeah, I've heard know. Peter make that comparison before. Yeah. You know, if you're a soccer fan that pays attention outside of MLS, you'll know Andrea Pirlo is – one of the greatest midfielders, one of the greatest number sixes to ever play the game. He didn't really have much success with NYCFC, mm-hmm. but I mean, Champions League winner with Juventus. So kind of a big deal. I mean, uh, doesn't matter how his success was here. You know what I mean? Zlatan didn't really have team success with, with uh, the Galaxy. So it's like, it happens. It doesn't mean Zlatan's a bad player. <laughs> right. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, yeah. I thought this was interesting and I want to get your take on this. You know, they asked Peter to pinpoint a weakness in Buzio's game. And he says um, his weakness is respect. And he, and by that he means not like he's a disrespectful player, but he actually thinks that Buzio is almost too respectful of other players at times, meaning Buzio doesn't know how good he is and doesn't understand what he can do if he simply decides to do it. And that makes sense, um, man. You know, he's 19. Right. And he says, you know, I remember watching him play a game with some academy kids and he was kind of hesitant because he was afraid of like he didn't want to embarrass his his academy teammates. And he was like, you know, that attitude in the professional game where he's like, you know, I'm the younger guy, like kind of deferential. But then he's like, but then that free kick he scored and we all know which free kick I'm talking about. He's like, you know, the key is when Buzio can step up to say, hey, I've got it even when he's got Johnny Russell or Alan Polito around him, if he can step up and be like, no, this is me. 
and, and just be confident, that's mm-hmm. what will take him to his next level, which is interesting. All I never that, thought of that. All that shows is that that's just a direct reflection of how he was raised. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was raised to be humble, man, to not think that his shit doesn't stink. And, and credit to Mama Busio, big fan of the pod, Mama Busio. <laughs> and she, uh, you know, they, they raised him right, man. And he, he yeah. came to KC at a young age and through the academy, they must have raised him right too. They didn't teach him to be a, a show off. So it's like now that he's at this level, he's got to kind of reprogram his brain and be like, show off a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Show out. You want that money? Cause it's about money. Now you forego, you know, you forewent college, yeah. you know, you're now in the pro game. Let's, let's go. Yeah. And he, he's, you know, they're, um, you know, we, we got a question from one of our listeners. Um, let me find it here. Uh, let's see, where did it go? Where did it go? Um, the David lion, how long do you think until Buzio heads off to Europe? Any guesses as to where he might go? Well, you know, yeah, basically, not long. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't think long. Um, I don't know if we expect him back after the gold cup, man. Yeah, I I, I don't. At this point, I don't expect him to ever play in a sporting KC jersey ever again. And it's so sad, but we might have missed our opportunity to have him on here. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We're we're trying, you know, with travel and whatnot. It got a little little tough. Yeah, for sure. Um, But. Tom Bogert of MLSsoccer.com says, you know, according to his sources, Serie A club Venzia FC inches closer in the chase to sign Sporting KC's Gianluca Buzio. Uh, there have been multiple offers submitted, nothing done yet, but moving forward, I'm told it could rise to the region of 7 million plus a sell-on percentage. Um, there are others in the mix, but Venzia plus a Belgian club are in front. That's right. So um, he, he was very he's very outspoken about what it means to him to go to Italy, man. And how he has that Italy passport because his dad's heritage there. I mean, yeah, it, he, Europe's where he wants to be. He says, I heard it in a podcast uh, this week, actually sports connections with David Smale. I don't know if you ever listened to that. Yeah. 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 But he's like, Europe's obviously where I want to be. And Italy would be the main one. So, yeah. It, you know, Venezia or, or Venezia, I should say, excuse me. Um, Whatever you gotta, you gotta say with an opposite. I'm gonna be Venezia. Venezia. Um, <laughs> I keep saying Venezia, and it's it's Venezia FC. Um, they're they're an interesting club for him because they're just promoted to Serie A from Serie B. They finished fifth in right? Serie B last year. They earned promotion through playoffs. Um, so as recently, That's pretty big deal. As recently as 2015, 2016, they were in Serie D. And they moved up to Serie C, and they've sort of Doesn't steadily continued to move up to now they're in the top flight of Italian soccer. Uh, so um, they also are rumored to be buying uh, FC Dallas midfielder Tanner Tessman. He's another central midfielder, so they're kind of rebuilding their midfield, it sounds like, with some young talent. Wow. Um, this Dude, is... he'd be going up against some of the best in the world, man. You know, taking on the likes of Ronaldo in the midfield. I mean... Yeah, that sounds crazy. You know, there's uh, some American investors in the club. So that could be why they're sort of looking at some of these younger American players to come in. Uh, and then also, it, it kind of makes sense. You look at the success in the Bundesliga that, you know, Josh Sargent, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams have had, you know, this is sort of find these young American players who can come over to smaller clubs in uh, in Europe and and 
allow them to grow and flourish before moving on to some bigger ones. That's mm-hmm. sort of the path that it sounds like Buzio may take here. Yeah, so, absolutely. And, and of course, Venezia, I already sent this to you. They have a killer third shirt that's blue that I'm going to buy if he goes to Venezia. It's a good looking kit. Uh, you know, they and where they play, I don't know if you've seen those overhead aerials of, mm-hmm. uh, I just contradicted myself. There's no such thing as an overhead <laughs> aerial. It's one or the other, but it's a, an aerial view. And it's like, it looks like it's right there in a port, man. Like yeah. water all around, like many Christmas. Their Children's stadium. Mercy Park's beautiful, but that, that place looks like you wouldn't want to leave for a while. Pier Luigi uh, Penzo Stadium is the name of the stadium. Um, Easy for you to say. Yeah, and I mean, this is not a Children's Mercy Park. Their stadium um, currently holds 7,000 people or so. Um, right. There are rumors that um, they're trying to build a new stadium that's much bigger, especially because they're being promoted will do that to you moving into syria so this is this is a there's some renderings of a very nice stadium that they're um trying to build i mean they're based in venice so it's not like it's a a, you know a podunk little town this is one of the most you know famous towns in italy yeah exactly it's not some uh you know i don't know i'm trying to say i'm trying to think of someone that plays somewhere you never really heard of (laughs) <laughs> but I, I i got nothing i got nothing <laughs> yeah it's you know so it'd be cool if um, it's not like colorado that doesn't play in denver boom commerce, commerce city, city. <laughs> it'd be cool oh, if i got there frisco texas build and launch this new stadium but yeah help build the team in general like that's god you're just so happy for the guy and it's like you hate to watch him go but you love to watch him leave one of those things yeah it, it is cool it's not I sexual for- <laughs> I prefer, I think, almost this method of of moving to Europe for for Buzio because obviously, you know, it'd be huge if Juventus or AC Milan or Barcelona or Manchester United somebody came in and bought him and you'd be like, oh wow. But how many times have we heard a story like that of a young player bought by one of those teams that get loaned out to a fourth division Belgian club where they play forever and then they end up not ever making their way i think it'd be better for buzio to to go to a team like venezia who just made it to syria good the sad part for us is he probably won't get loaned back for the rest of the season because he could potentially start for them so they'll have him for preseason but if he could work his way get significant minutes with the first team and impress for a couple of seasons then you could make that jump to a milan or a juventus or somebody not to mention i think you can still watch him because isn't syria on espn plus exactly yep yeah that's a pretty crazy deal man yeah pretty cool but it's it's tough i'm so sad and happy for the guy at the same time but uh you know look at least we're getting money for him essentially like it's not an eric palmer brown situation you know yeah yeah it's um we'll see i i mean epb i think the the rumors were we were going to get somewhere like one or two million which is a lot of money but like we're not going to let this happen again with Buzio when you're talking seven eight million dollars so right no we'll for sure and that sell-on percentage man that's huge too for those of you who don't know that basically means that whatever they agree let's say it's a 20 percent sell-on fee then if Venezia turns around and sells Buzio for a hundred million euros to Juventus mm-hmm. Sporting KC would get 20 million of those if it's a 20 percent sell-on million. fee 
It's like a, it's like an MLM. It's like, uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're in the down, we're, we're on the, above on the down line, man. So yeah. everyone below us, as they sell them, we, we get money. We're at the top of the pyramid. Absolutely. <laughs> so very cool. But yeah, like you said, Thursday, they're back uh, taking on Martinique uh, at Children's Mercy Park. Uh, they should they should win that, and then uh, they take on they Canada should. on Sunday, and that's going to be a lot tougher. That's the game. That's the game of the week, man. Kyle Aaron's such a beast. Yeah. He's so fun to watch. People, I think Tyler kinda... Tyler Pasher's on that team as well. Tyler Pasher, Alfonso Davies is is out due to injury, right? Um, so that's a big blow to for for Canada. But I think Jonathan Osorio. You know, some MLS fans may have kind of forgotten about Kyle Aaron since he went over to Turkey. But yeah, since he drove on the wrong way of uh, wrong side of the road in Orlando, <laughs> drunk as a skunk, <laughs> he's a, he's quite a good soccer player. So I forgot he was in Turkey, man. I was like, where you been? Where you been, Sile? What you been up to, <laughs> Sile? <laughs> I think he uh, besieged us. I think is where he went to. But I don't know. Still balling out though, man. He scored one heck of a header off a corner. It was yeah. it was awesome. And then uh, Mexico uh, play Guatemala on Wednesday. Uh, Alan Polito is, is with the Mexican team. We'll see uh, see if he gets some minutes or not. But he's available all of a sudden, and I'm like, didn't you just have a hole through your foot? Yeah, is he? Is and he you're really, just available to play? Is he really available, or you know? I mean, he was. They said he was an unused substitute in the last game, and I'm like, huh? I know. I just it scares me, and I'm sure it scares Peter. And uh, like, please, no doubt, please don't. Um, We'll see. I don't know. Um, really, the only other sporting-related news, and we kind of talked about this as it was happening a little bit last week, but they have confirmed that uh, in the League's Cup coming up, Sporting KC will play either Club Leon or Chivas on uh, August 10th at Children's Mercy Park. Um, you want to hope for Chivas, right? Yeah, absolutely. Alan Polito's old team, uh, I think that would be a, a But I bet Polito cool wouldn't even play. Um, we'll know after uh, Club Leon faces Cruz Azul on July 18th in the 2021 Campeon de Campeones, um, which is the game between uh, the Apertura and Clausura champions, which are the two like split seasons in, in Liga mm-hmm. MX. Um, if Leon wins, then Sporting will host Chivas. Um, if Leon loses, then uh, we'll play Leon. Um, so it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's a tournament. So you want to hope for a Leon loss? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. If you want Chivas, which I think most people do, that's a well, that's a good little story to write. If you want Leon, or if you want Chivas, Leon needs to win. Oh, if okay. Leon, Leon if Leon loses, then then we play Leon. If Leon wins, oh, okay. we play Chivas. That's a weird. Okay, I follow. Yeah. It's uh, you know because then Champions League spots. This is the four teams in MLS that were basically the top two finishers in each conference that did not get a bid in the 2021 champions league. Um, and for Liga MX, it's basically the same thing. It's the top teams from the aperture and plus that did not qualify for the 2021 champions league. So hmm. who knows? I mean, this is another made up tournament between MLS and, and Liga MX just to make money basically. But I, it's probably one of those. I don't know about you. If sporting KC wins it, I'm going to think it's great. If yeah. they don't win it, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Let's focus on MLS. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with no Open Cup this year, I mean, we just got to keep rolling and keep collecting points, you know? So I just kind of view it as a distraction right now. But should we pick up the victory, I'm like, let's go to the moon, baby. <laughs> to the moon. We just beat the, uh, the Mexico team. So hell yeah. Uh, yeah. 
it's it's pretty funny but we'll see um let's get to some questions here to to round out the podcast uh thomas farrow says i liked when sporting played with three center backs to close out the galaxy game i hope vermees does that more often the rest of the season what are your thoughts uh i mean this is a question about Peter changing his formation and tactics proactively to start a game, which he is not known for. I don't know. I don't expect that they'll probably do this, except in situations like that where it's like, hey, let's close this out. That was a big deal uh, on the road. I mean, that was a good tactical choice by Vermees. I mean, yeah, they were coming at us. So, I mean, you had to throw something back in there to, to help us out. Well, and I think the other thing to consider is Buzio's going to go. So then does that mean Ilya, like we talked about last week, moves back up to the number six? Is Remy Walter Maybe. healthy enough to move up to the number six? I mean, it makes more sense that there might be more situations where you have three center backs. If Ilya can drop back to center back, and then you have Fontas and Isi who are there. But I don't imagine that we're going to see very much of Fontas Puncic and Isi if Ilya moves back up to the number six. So it might depend. Well, thanks – Everything could change since we're supposedly maybe pursuing a French midfielder who's 22 years old and could maybe slot right in there, man. Yeah. So that's the uh, Connor Bateman asked, do you think we will sign anyone during the summer transfer window? Uh, he thinks it may depend on if Buzio stays or goes uh, and hopes he gets loaned back for the rest of the season. We kind of talked about that loan back. Not sure it's going to yeah. happen, but as you mentioned, sporting has been linked with a French midfielder slash winger. Say his name, um, say his name, say his name. <laughs> Munir Shuyar. <laughs> <laughs> Better you than me, my friend. I couldn't have done it. I'm very confident in Munir, M-O-U-N-I-R, and then Shuyar. Oh, why? Because you're a fan of Thor and his hammer? <laughs> Shuyar, C-H-O-U-I-A-R. Uh, there's a lot of vowels in that name. Um, it's a very sexy name, dude. Very sexy. I, I haven't looked him up. Is he good looking? I mean, he's a, he's a, a decent-looking kid. He's 22 years old. He spent the last two years with Dijon. Um, How old are you, my friend? Decent-looking kid. Will you listen to us? We're like we're in our goddamn 30s over here. We're like, hey, he's a good whippersnapper. I think he'd be good for the club. <laughs> um, he's played 43 games for the club over the last two years. He scored four goals. Um, he's mostly played on the left wing, but also has spent some time on the right wing and center forward and attacking midfielder. So. He's not a number six. This is an attacking option, uh, which is interesting. It's tough to say. I, I looked at the original report, which is from uh, L'Equipe, which is a big sports magazine uh, slash newspaper in France. I had a hard time determining, is this a new transfer rumor? Or the way it kind of read, it kind of sounded like he had been linked with Kansas City, which might make a little more sense to me if this is from like before the season started, especially since he's a left winger. That's true. The news kind of dropped like, hey, in case you forgot, they are doing this. It wasn't more yeah. like, oh, this just in. And I'm like, what? should I know about this already? Now, I get, now Daniel Shalloway has been out of his mind bonkers at left wing this year. So I, I would not say, yeah. say left wing is a need for Sporting KC. But if Shalloway can't go at left wing, we still the, the depth up there is still a little questionable. Um, Kyrie's kind of the default backup for right wing, left wing, if Johnny's in there and Daniel are in there. So it would be nice to have another person who could play on the wing uh, or even at attacking midfielder, because if Buzio goes overseas, he can slide into that number 10. So really all we have there is, is Gadi Kinda for the number 10 with no Buzio anymore. So yeah. 
it does make sense to an extent, but I don't know. I still would like to see us sign another number six because I, I still think that there's some, some depth issues there as well. True, man. It's, it's, I mean, the, the transfer window is open. I mean, they can make moves and I'm surprised we haven't really heard anything in this, in this little break, yeah. you know, and, and we, we got, we got sources though. I, I assume you'll, you'll hear something from your uh, person at some point. We'll see. I've, uh, I've heard similar to what Tom Bogert heard in that Venezia is the leader and is putting the final touches on something, but that, yep. that means that anything could still happen. If people so. only knew the things we know when they're told, it's like, oh yeah, we know this, but we can't say anything because that crumbles our source, drives me crazy. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, would you rather I not tell you? No, I wouldn't rather that. Please tell me <laughs> everything. It's just, I need to let you know that it's it's hard it to keep you. my mouth I shut or, or my fingers from typing, you know? I know. I promise if we hear anything that we can break, I'll do it. Yeah, they'll, never, they'll never do that, man. Wouldn't that be nuts though? give us the direct access. And it's like, yo, we are the premier, not just <laughs> sporting one. Kansas city, major league soccer podcast. Let's go. Uh, yeah, maybe we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, let's see here. Uh, will we get to see the midfield of Buzio Hernandez and Kinda before Buzio is gone? That was asked by USMNT pipeline. Oh, wow. I don't know, man. That doesn't sound positive. Really? I think, I think Buzio is going to be gone here in the next few weeks. That's kind of what my mindset on. I'm really just enjoying watching him in person. That's the best time. Get out to these USA games, man, because it's it's like your last opportunity to watch him live. I truly do believe that. If I yeah. if I'm wrong, I'll love to be wrong, but yeah. I, I don't know if I am. Uh, Daniel Gooden asked. This is kind of an interesting one. It's a little peek behind the curtain. Favorite and least favorite part of doing a podcast. Uh, oh wow. I don't know. I mean, for me, hmm. the favorite part has been sort of getting to know sporting KC fans from all over and basically building a cool little community of no other pod listeners. That's been my favorite as well. The community. I mean, it's, that sounds so cheesy, but it's like, it's cool, man. Like it's not groupies by any means, but it's, it's like a group and it just feels cool. I would say one of the downfalls, uh, for, for me, it's trying to stay, uh, energized, uh, exciting. There's been Mm -hmm. times when we've, we've done podcasts a little later. Maybe we've already eaten dinner. So we're kind of winding down for the night and I just, you know, you got to slap yourself and stay awake. But I think some of our podcasts that are done earlier in the day, like today Mm -hmm. really, really shine. And you can tell like, Oh, they, they recorded this earlier, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, there aren't many downsides. I would say one of the tough things is like, I mean, we're, we're going on four years now of doing no other pod. And I can count on one hand, the number of weeks we've missed. So I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a weekly commitment that we enjoy doing, but like, it's another thing that you got to work into your schedule and it kind of becomes second nature, but you know, lives get busy and sometimes it's like, ah, oh, shoot, we, you know, we're traveling or, or we got things going well, on family in town and, and you got to work around it, but it's fun. I look forward to it every week. It's just the thing, you know, like, Hey, Tuesday nights we're recording or t- sometime Tuesday, maybe Monday, but it's, it's no different than if you're like, Chiefs play Monday night football this week. You know what I mean? You, that's a priority. It's on your yeah. calendar. Yeah. So big brother, big brother's back. You know, where are my big brother people at? <laughs> um, and then this is the, the last one I think uh, for today, but this is a really cool one. It's from J tuck one fifty one. He says as a new soccer fan and a new sporting fan, 
what is the most memorable moment in sporting history? Now I have, I think it's without question. I know, I know what my thought is, but I'm curious to hear you if you have one that you hmm. think would be the most memorable moment in sporting history. See, now I'm like, it kind of sucks because I haven't been around for all of their history. Yeah. But I think if you gotta, if you gotta pick one, it's gotta be that 2013 MLS cup. I think, I mean, hands down, that's the big one. It's hands down the coldest game mm-hmm. for a while. You know what I mean? The coldest MLS cup. Mm-hmm. And I think people that were there had a blast, but were also equally miserable because if they didn't layer up well enough, which living in Chicago for the amount of time I did, I, you got to know about layers. Right. They were probably pretty miserable. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, that was um, just a few years after the rebrands, after Children's Mercy Park opened, it was Sporting Park, originally Livestrong Park, um, penalty shootout at home in the cold against RSL, Jimmy Nielsen in goal. Like, that's the moment winning MLS cup at home in the coldest game in MLS history, at least at the time, I think it still might be. That's it. And of course, you know, winning MLS cup back in 2000, huge moment, um, winning some of these U S open cups, uh, you know, making it to the, um, CONCACAF champions league and, and, um, you know, winning five Oh on aggregate against the Liga MX team, you know, some of those moments are really cool, but it's it's MLS Cup 2013, hands down. Uh, I would say another moment is just honestly the opening of the new stadium. Moving from Arrowhead to a baseball stadium to your own world-class state-of-the-art facility, that's, you know, that's not an on-field thing, but that is one of the biggest moments in Sporting KC history as well. That's a big one. I sometimes wish, like, I would have been in – to the culture and the environment uh, to have gone through the Arrowhead days, then to the, you know, T-Bone stadium days, uh, yeah. watching soccer at a baseball field, which if you're a Casey Woso fan, you're doing that now yeah. uh, to opening your own stadium. I mean, that would be, you know, they really rewarded the people who have stuck with them the longest. I just, I think that's really admirable for people who have been fans since the beginning, you know? Yeah. And of course the other biggest moment in club history is when uh, Daniel Kuzer painted the wall with Matt Beasler. You know, that happened. And I, I bet you're surprised I didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, but supposedly there is a big picture of that in the offices. Brennan, <laughs> Brennan told me and he was like, that's you. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> the jersey that says coos. Yeah, dude. That jersey cut off the circulation of my biceps. They freaking <laughs> they put elastic in, the, in those Argyle black jerseys, man. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So good times. Um but yeah, welcome to being a soccer fan and a sporting fan. Uh, hopefully there yeah. are many, many more good memories to come. I mean, this year, I know we're kind of at like the not quite halfway point, 40% point, but Sporting KC is doing pretty good. Hopefully they can keep it up through the rest of the summer and maybe, just maybe, we could get another MLS Cup game at Children's Mercy Park. We'll see. Yeah, man. We'll have, uh, when, we, when we're back with you next week, we'll have shit two usa games to talk about and then uh two skc games mm-hmm. to pr- like preview essentially yeah. so it's it's big time man we're moving along and uh, this international break is just about over so yeah gold cup will keep going for a while so we're not quite sure like assuming the usa moves on 
Luzio is obviously not going to be back next week if, you know, he'll continue to be with the U.S. men's national team. Polito, same thing with Mexico. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, we're, maybe a little Wilson Harris time if uh, Polito stays away. Maybe so, man. You know, you could watch Wilson Harris today on SportingKC.com talking about pineapple on pizza with Kaveh Rod. <laughs> what's, what's your take with pineapple on pizza, Jimmy? How do you feel oh, about it? The more the better. I am all Dude, about it. I, who I, I, gives a shit what people like on their pizza? Just that's kind of what I'm saying. Let people eat what they want, man. I don't prefer it, but I, I will. I will eat it. Yeah. I don't. I don't order it. But if it's all that's there, I'm on it. I mean, yeah. I'm all over it. I, I, I mean, I like Hawaiian pizza, like ham and pineapple. I know that's not sure. a, a, a vegan, well, pizza in general, unless you have. Bro, I like cheese. pickles on pizza, man. Put them pickles on all my pizzas. I've never had that, but I could see it. But you know, another one, pineapple and jalapeno. Oh man, mm. it's that's good. A, a little sweet, a little spicy. They call that sweet heat, baby. It's so good, so good. Sar- Sarpino's has a new sweet heat. It's like a chili peppers and pineapple. Oh, I love it. I love I'm going to try it out. So, I know there are people out there, pizza purists, who get the pineapple's a fruit, get it off my pizza. Well, you know what? Tomato's a fruit too. You can't oh, make pizza without tomato. Got him. So, got him. Unless you change up the sauce, man. Maybe you want a little pesto sauce. Maybe you want to get fancy with some Alfredo sauce, huh? You can. You can. Or, you know, I, I'm, barbecue? I, mm. I've been known in my day to enjoy a buffalo chicken pizza, which has got some buffalo sauce with some chicken, just yep. a little ranch on top with some little cilantro. Oh. I make every pizza a buffalo pizza because I put buffalo sauce on like everything. <laughs> so well, I think that's uh, I think we just about covered everything we wanted to cover this week. Yeah, man, that sounds about right. I mean, if good Lord, we're over 200 uh, ratings and reviews, man. G- get us to 300. Let's keep rolling. Get us to 300. Uh, get us to 5.0 on the rating. Also, check out our uh, our our bit.ly or our link tree for our mm-hmm. our uh, T public merch, man. Yeah, you can do bitly.com slash no other pod. That's bitly.com. Bit.ly? You could do both. I, I tested it. You could do bit.ly slash no other pod. You could do bitly.com slash no other pod. You go to our link in our social bios at no other pod at Dan Kuzer at jcmax03 on Twitter and Facebook or facebook.com, excuse me, Twitter and Instagram, and then facebook.com slash no other pod. And get your bidet our links you can get your bidet hellotushy.com slash no other for 10 percent off your hello tushy bidet and it'll change your life game changer see when you're out on vacation jimmy's got to use toilet paper mm-hmm. like some of you other peasants out there he's just spreading <laughs> peanut butter that's not fun man that's not a car wash that's not even a wax he's just smearing it around i do miss, miss i bet you're missing it and you're walking I around do. with itchy buns I that's not it. fun I miss it. I want my Hello Tushy Bidet. I might have to invest in the travel bidet that they got. We'll see. <laughs> travel we'll see. bidet. They do. Those look awesome. It's a little bit more manual process, but you know. It's a little different, but maybe it. equally as satisfying. So, um, and then of course, y'all know, make sure just go buy the merch. Go buy the merch. We mentioned it, but the Victory Pod it. shirts, um, you know, William Geddes worked hard on those designs and, and we are, are very appreciative of it. So make sure you go buy it. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, hopefully with a, a double USA victory pod. We'll see. But, I'm uh, telling you, man, go, go be like Ruben Gonzalez and uh, uh, wear the merch to the games, man. Ruben was out there, tagged us in the freaking mm-hmm. USA games. I see, I see you, Ruben. You bought that baller USA jacket too. But you had it unzipped. Don't you ever zip it up because you had the no other pod shirt on. I dig it. If you got no other pod merch, uh, send us a pic. 
want to see it in the wild. Oh, it's so. in the wild, dude. It's so wild. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we told you our socials. You can also send us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. And uh, we'll, we'll get back to you that way too. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. Catch y'all later. See ya. Thank you. Thank you.